with summer comes summer activities and summer dangers. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. All right, so now it's time for the ad portion. And uh, Kylie, mm-hmm. you have 15 seconds. Ready, set, go. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by FastCon, Family Abduction Self-Defense Training Conference. Woo, I said it. It's going to be on October uh, 15th and 16th. 16th. Yeah, 15th and 16th. Sign up today at impactdefense.online. Slash fast. Slash fast. I think you may have went over. I forgot to start start the timer, so my bad. <laughs> if only you could see the eye roll that we're getting right now. There's a video portion to this. Yeah, but so if they're going for the YouTube, other listeners. For our, our, whatever. <laughs> you want to help us out tremendously, subscribe to the podcast on audio, and also go check us out on YouTube as well. And that, that really kind of helps out. Because the video portion comes out Generally speaking, the Wednesday after this comes out on Monday, sometimes our video editor is a little slow. All right, uh, so we're going to try to kind of stick to a little bit of a format. Uh, One of the things that we are going to do is... Keyword try. Yeah, we, we, we all know how well we are so organized with this thing. We love doing it. We, we enjoy it. Um, organization to what we do. We've already said we're all completely and totally ADD. So sticking to a format in this sometimes is a little hard, but we're going to try. Um, we're starting out. We thought it would be interesting to kind of bring up self-defense stories and different things that have kind of come out. Uh, and Jada had something here. Podcast self-defense story of the day. Utah man defends against knife-wielding attacker. A West Valley City man was at home late one evening when he heard breaking glass and a scream. Taking up an empty shotgun to investigate, he saw a man trying to break into his house. The intruder fled when he encountered the armed homeowner. The homeowner was chasing the burglar when another man came at him with a knife. The homeowner was able to get the knife away from his assailant and beat him with the unloaded shotgun, subduing him. <laughs> All right, just, just, okay, just so you guys know. I told Jade, I said, find a story and just, like, you know, you're going to bring up the story and then we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. But I didn't want to know beforehand what it was. So, this, you know, you get our general reactions, and I'm sorry, that one was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Oh, anyway, hope everybody enjoyed the news story of the day. This has been Jada, your host, well, and now back to the podcast. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, let's, let's look at this. This is not an ideal situation for the guy. <laughs> no, he was chasing a burglar out of his house, with and the then another head. guy comes at him with a knife. Yeah, so, but, like, he he did really well to work with what he had. Yeah, he disarmed the guy with a knife and then beat him with a shotgun. He did really well to work with what he had. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this. We need to, to remember that you're not, things are not always going to be ideal for you. You know, usually, actually, when if you're ever attacked, it's it's not going to go, it's not ideal. You're not in ideal circumstances. You're not, uh, if you're in martial arts, you're not coming home still in your uniform, you know, like, oh, you know, big and bad, you know, and ready to roll because you've just learned all this new stuff. And you, if you're, you know, a shooter, you didn't just leave the range and have, oh, got your duty belt on and 
You know, that's not the way it works. You know, uh, usually it's when you're at your absolute worst, and uh, you know, and you don't know why he didn't have any ammo in the gun. It may have been he didn't have any or whatever. But understand that these things are going to happen at the worst, and we got to make deal with what we have. Um, so I think that was a great way of making do with, with what he had. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we can get back to that. Back to the subject. We haven't even started the subject. Introducing the subject. <laughs> yeah, introducing the subject. <laughs> so, like we teased at the beginning, it is summer. We wanted to talk about uh, the possible, you know, how to keep yourself safe when we're doing summer type of activities. Vacation, summer, hiking, camping, pool. Yeah. Playground. Yes. All of these things. Okay. Some people, we, we talked about we're huge, huge fans of having some type of force multiplier tool on you at all times. That is the goal. Unfortunately, you can't carry just any force multiplier tool on you in certain places. Uh, you ladies are under the age of 21, so there are certain force multiplier tools that is not legal for you to carry anywhere just because of your age. (laughs) Back to the subject. (laughs) Kylie's goal today is to keep us on subject. So anyway, now I'm pulling us back to the subject. You have to think about if you can carry something with you as a force multiplier tool, uh, let's say you're going to the beach. If you're heading down to the beach and you're going out, you're generally in a bathing suit or something along those lines. It is not advisable, even if it's legal in the area to conceal carry on, you know, around. It is not advisable, nor I don't think it would be legal to carry a gun with you down to the beach and then leave it in a bag while you go out in the ocean. Not advisable. I find it irresponsible and I doubt it would be legal because you're endangering minors around you. Because even though somebody shouldn't go through your things, they can. Um, That's why it's not smart. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, so we have to think about situations like that. When you're going to be in a situation... That's why we recommend you carry around your handy-dandy shark. What are people scared of at the beach? Sharks. If someone attacks you, you can use your handy-dandy shark to ward them off. There are many different styles to choose from. Hammerhead. Bull. Great white. Are you quite all right this <laughs> Okay. Get your shark today at sharksforus.com. I don't know if that's an actual website. Don't visit it. <laughs> you never want to just suggest a random website to people. <laughs> Ever, because you never know what you're sending them to. All right, so anyway. <laughs> wow, we said we're going to be so on subject today. We're going to do so good. We were so wrong. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that voice was. You know uh, what's not suspicious to carry around at the beach? A net. You need a net with a good sturdy handle so you can use to beat someone with <laughs> All right, I think in these areas where you cannot really carry a weapon with you, um, you need to Kevlar rely... Kevlar Enforced Boogie Board! You need to rely on good hand-to-hand skills. 
You're teaching classes today. And yet you're this special. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, we need to rely on good hand-to-hand skills. And, and even before that, good awareness. Make sure our awareness really, really has to be on point. Um, all right, case in fact. And I think this is something that we honestly need to do a whole podcast on. Is um, pre-attack indicators. Because I think that would be really, really good. I was just somewhere with my wife and a couple of other friends. And there was somebody who was just acting... I don't know. He was Weird. acting a little off. Okay? And he was he was right in front of us. You know, we all could see him. And something... He did something that just seemed a little odd. And then afterwards, he left rather angrily. Now, if somebody does something a little odd in front of an entire group, sits back down, and then leaves kind of angrily, angrily, you're going to get my attention. I am watching you. I am watching you for any kind of pre-attack indicator. Uh, so I'm sitting there in a chair. I have my legs crossed. He ends up coming back in. We, I'm actually rather thankful. There was a mirror from where I was sitting. I could look in the mirror and see the back door that he went in and out of. And he went out and kind of slammed the door. <clears throat> Comes back in, sits back down in front of me, and is is visibly angry. Okay? And he's 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 just got all these things going the way he's posturing, the way he's sitting. And at one point in time he's he almost looked like he was about to jump up, and his wife, girlfriend, whoever was with him, kind of grabbed his arm and stopped him. And the whole thing just was really, really odd. But at this point in time, I'm watching his hands. I'm looking for these little pre-indica- uh, pre-attack indicators. I, of course, uncross my feet and have my feet planted in such a way where if I need to hop up really fast, because I don't know if he went. Unfortunately, in today's time, we don't know. Did he go out to his vehicle to grab a gun? You know, we, don't know. we have no earthly idea. You have to think about these no things. No one can read minds. Yeah. So uh, in that situation, I'm sitting there thinking, well, how my choices are. To get my wife and leave. And that crossed my mind. But I also realized that if I got my wife and just left, I was also going to kind of make a scene. And I didn't really want to do that. Uh, Another thing is that means that I was actually in the perfect place to try to thwart if he decided to do anything. Okay? If I got my wife and left, then I was going to be leaving everybody else in a much worse situation. I don't know. A lot of things were running through your... In a situation like that, I think a lot of things run through your mind. Say, I'm watching him. I'm watching for all these pre-attack indicators. There were certain things he was meeting. There were certain things he was not meeting. So I wasn't like sure that something was about to happen, but I'm just I'm just watching him. And uh, and, and end of the day, nothing really happened. But let's just say he had my attention. I was purely, completely ready to spring up and tackle him if, if need be. Um... Is this a situation that I want to be in? No. But when looking at something like this, this is also a situation where you're like, if I'm in a place that is that I am not in a position to do anything about somebody that I'm a little weary of, if something was to go south, I'm probably pulling my wife out and leaving. Okay? And your kid out if your kid's with yeah, you. Yeah, if, if, if you're with me, you're going to. And, you know, it's just one of those situations where... It just so happened to lined up that I just happened to be in the best possible place to actually stop him if he had done something wrong, just positioned by chance. And um, 
then also I happened to be aware of what was going on. Now, the, the funny thing about it was afterwards, I'm asking questions. And I asked a couple questions of a couple people on you. And they were like, yeah, I kind of, he was a little off. Oh, he was, you thought he was mad? No, he was pretty obviously mad. He was fuming. He slammed the door on his way out. You know, there's all these little things like, did you not notice this? Did you not notice this? There's a lot of stuff that people don't know what to look for. And again, I realize this is what I do for a living. So sometimes, you know, I'm like hypervigilant in these kind of situations. But you have to be at times. Uh, when somebody kind of peaks that, then you have to be kind of like really watching. Um, but anyway, awareness. We're going to do a podcast pretty soon on pre-attack <laughs> indicators. Because uh, I think those are the things that are important for people to understand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all that to say, aware of your surroundings. Most people don't know what's going on. And most people may say, like, oh, yeah, I casually observed that thing. And so when you casually observe some things, that should put your awareness level into a higher level. So you go from, I went from yellow to orange pretty quickly because I, I noticed somebody that could possibly have been a threat. And then at orange, you're also supposed to be kind of developing a plan in which I was. Okay? If he stands up and turns this way, I'm doing this. If he stands up and turns this way, I'm doing this. You know, kind of thing. Which was very similar. But anyway. There are other things that you can do to help minimize the risk of someone choosing you to attack. Um, and choosing you for pettier crimes. Yeah. Like robbery and theft. Um one of the really simple things is just locking your doors. Like if you're going on vacation or really just anywhere, locking the doors to your vehicle is a great step because they're going to walk up, feel the door is locked, and look for someone who didn't. Yeah. Just simple things like that because when you're on vacation, you don't want to accidentally leave one of your things in the car and then overnight it's just gone. Yeah. I mean, everywhere that I've gone and stayed, they all have these nice things in their parking garage that says we're not responsible for anything stolen out of your vehicle. Mm -hmm. If you're a member at like a pool or something, you go and people leave a lot of things in their car when they go to a pool just because they don't want to have important things near the water. So they'll put things under their seat or something like that. But then they don't lock their doors and it gets stolen before they get out because if someone is at the pool they can almost guarantee that they're going to be there for a good while you know especially if you have kids or something you end up being at one of those places for a long time and so criminals understand that they know that they have a lot of time to do whatever they want to do yeah so just locking your doors is a big thing also if you're able to leave something in the car, then you probably didn't need it enough to have to take it with you to the pool in the first place. Leaving your valuables and stuff in your locked home is a better option. Uh, And I've seen, when talking about the beach, when somebody goes down to the beach, I've seen somebody do this. I thought this was just genius. Uh, Have something like a pencil box or something that you would take to school. You can put your phones and stuff like that. And if everybody wants to go down to the actual ocean and nobody's sitting with the stuff, pull the towel back, dig out a hole, Put that down, cover it up, then put the towel down over top of it. People, you know, are not going to randomly start checking what's buried under somebody's towel. (laughs) And they'll just, like, put, like, their phones or keys or anything like that in that little box, bury it in the sand right under the towel, and then put the towel out. And I thought, that is genius. Somebody I knew, we were at the beach together, and they were doing that. And I was like, that is absolutely genius. Because people are looking for a bag that they can go buy. Easy target, you know? If they're going to steal something... They're going to find the easiest target. A lot of times I end up just folding my towel and then leaving my phone folded up in the towel. 
Yeah. Because it hides it. Pretty much the only thing I bring to the water with me is a towel and my phone. That That's about it. The phone is really just there to take pictures because I don't see much need for having money on the beach. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are the parents who like to get the sunset slush or something for their kids, you know, or the Italian ice guy that, you know, walks by on his little cart. Um, so those people might have a little bit more cash on them, but I just come down with my phone and a towel, mm-hmm. either that or just a towel. Oh, another general safety thing that's not really a self-defense thing, but just please, parents, be sure to keep track of your kids um, on vacation um, or really just anywhere. Because well, I guess it is a self-defense thing. It is because a I thing. saw way too many situations where there were just these young, young kids allowed to just walk across the street to the ocean without any kind of supervision. And it always makes me wonder what kind of excuse the parent has for letting that small child do that. Because I'm not as much worried about your child's ability to swim. Like I. A parent can decide that, you know. Yeah. They can decide, okay, he swims well enough, he can go in the ocean. Sure. But I don't understand letting them go off alone in an area you are more unfamiliar with and you don't know everybody around. Because yeah. vacations are just a cesspool of people from different places and you know, you you don't know who's around. Yeah. So don't let your kid go off out of your sight. Just don't. And they might be irritated with you because you're treating them like a baby. I don't give a crap. Their yeah. safety is more important. <laughs> uh, and the other thing along those lines is don't don't post things on social media yes. about your vacation until you get back. Okay. So, number one, that allows everyone to know that you're gone so your house is free to be robbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, actually, one of the things Kylie and I saw... Um, Somebody posted something about uh, your TikTok. And we happened to look. And when we kind of casually looked at their TikTok and go, oh, wait, look, they're they're at a hotel. We know this because as we were looking in the comments, somebody was asking them questions. They said, uh, because they referred to us. That's how we were even in their comments to begin with. We were scrolling through. And they it kind of looked like they were in a hotel. It didn't look like a normal house. Uh, so, anyway, while we were looking in the comments, anyway, somebody started asking the questions. They tell them where they are. And this is a minor. They tell them where they are, the hotel they are in, and everything. Oh, yeah, we're staying at this beach in this particular hotel. Yeah, we go back home on this day. And, yeah, Kylie and I both about had a cow. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, uh, just kind of scary. So, yeah. don't be telling, whether you're a minor, whether you're an adult, I don't care. Don't tell people where you are exactly, at least until after it's all over with. Okay, when you get back, say, hey, yeah, we had a great time at this hotel at this destination. Yeah, and that'd be fine. Yeah. If you just got back. Yeah, that's cool. Because they're like, oh, well, there's my opportunity to rob their house. Never mind. And or you, get, you get a lot of people like, but I want certain people to know, like, yeah, what's that's going cool. on. I'm like, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Text the, text the pictures to yeah. them. Like, message the pictures to them. You don't have to post it publicly. I'm like, yeah. on Facebook, there are settings where you can go on and only allow certain people to see a post. Like, you can just go on and click the specific people you want to see the post. Like, that can be your parents, your grandparents, just the people closest to you that know you already know you're going on the vacation, you yeah. know. That you can give them that so, and only they can see it. 
like I was on vacation and I was making uh, compilation videos of our time at the beach for the whole family and I went on to Facebook the only this is the only time I've ever posted anything while I was like on vacation and I just took the privacy settings clicked the people I wanted to be able to see the post and only posted it to them did you see the post no no that's because I didn't click you <laughs> see where I stand <laughs> no I just didn't figure I, I sent you the video but <laughs> I don't get on Facebook really so there's that so we've got awareness prevention on the lines of just locking your doors keeping your valuables locked up things like that little methods that you can use if you're on vacation um helping keep your kids safe and now we're on to educating your kids and telling them how to be more safe yep because your kids can notice suspicious behavior too like their kids have kind of a sense on some of these things sometimes where they just look at someone and they go like them yeah and a lot of time there's a reason for it mm -hmm. we had a parent telling us that they signed their kids up to go to the pool and everything and there was this uh, adult man who just wanted to hang out with the kids at the pool and was just constantly over there with them playing I don't um, think I heard about this one <clears throat> yeah um, it was supposedly one of the kids older brothers or uncles or something mm -hmm. But all he did was hang out with the kids at the pool and not the adults. And, you know, those are things that you can teach your kid to look for. Yeah. And teach your kid to tell you when someone makes them feel uncomfortable. And then don't brush it off when they tell you. Yeah. Don't look at them and say, oh, it's probably fine. Because you're teaching them to just write off suspicious behavior. Yeah. And that's how you end up making your child a target. Teach your kid to look for suspicious behavior, pre-attack indicators, things like that. Teach them to tell you. And then do something about it. Yeah. Um, when you're at the beach or you're on vacation, you can teach them where they're allowed to go without you. You can set them boundaries. And don't think it's limiting their freedom. Really, inside of boundaries is where you have the most freedom. Because if you can trust them to stay inside these boundaries, they have a lot more freedom. Yeah, that's true. You know? And it sounds like a contradiction but really think about it if there's a playground with a fence around it and then a playground without a fence around it you can trust your child more to be in the fence without having to worry about them because there's a fence yeah if there's not you have to worry about them running off to the pond over here or going off on this trail over here but if there's a fence they can run off and do their own thing without you having to watch them quite as much because they're inside of a fence yeah. you know Sometimes boundaries give you the most freedom. Children eventually understand that. You can just explain that to them. On vacation, I can trust you to do a whole lot more if you stay within these guidelines. It's like you have freedom just so long as you stay within these things. Yeah. Did I think if kids are educated to, to understand that, then they will. Well, but if yeah, they are exactly. not, then like they I'm turn saying, into adults who think kids. that's not the, the case. But That's what I'm saying. Teach your kids. Yeah. They can understand that. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. You're special. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, get some hand-to-hand -hand skills. Get out there, find some good self-defense seminars, and then learn how to punch, kick, headbutt, stuff like that. You can also get out there and join a martial arts school where you're learning how to fight another individual, and you're doing it in a safe manner. Um, you know, all these skills will help out. 
Number one, to be completely honest with you, if you learn how to fight and how to take care of yourself, then you're going to carry yourself differently, and that will make you less of a target. But if anybody else, and if anybody does come up, it's going to give you the skills to actually hit, kick, take down, whatever you need to do. I did just hear, and I know that this is not necessarily, this might be stepping on the toes of your news stories, but I did just hear of a news story like last night that this 67, it was an 82-year-old lady who was getting beat by a 50-some-year-old neighbor who was almost six foot tall, and she had a friend of hers that was 67 come up and see what was happening. This 82-year-old lady was getting beat by this guy in his 50s. It was almost 60, I mean, almost uh, six foot tall. And this 67-year-old woman had had some training in jiu-jitsu, and she elbowed him, uh, grabbed him, got his finger, and laid him out on the floor and pinned him until the cops came. This lady was four foot ten. Who just beat up a man who was 15 years younger than her and, you know, over a foot taller than her. So the idea that, oh no, I'm too old to learn this stuff. Bull crap. <laughs> just take some time and get out there and learn something. Don't tell me you're too old, you're too slow. Uh, you're you're too small. I'm tired of hearing that crap anyway. But I loved hearing that story. The 67 year old lady beats up and takes down and pins a guy who is um, like 14 inches taller than her. Pins him down, holds him till the cop has come. If you've been enjoying this podcast and you want to hear more, uh, go ahead and go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star rating and write a review because. We have quite a few of the five-star ratings. We just, we don't have many things written about us, and that would really help us out. So if you're enjoying it, go ahead and go on there and write a review. Some of the reviews we've gotten have been, uh, I'm very grateful for all the lessons you've taught me. Uh, super amazing podcast with the best hosts. Highly recommend. Just little, thing, little things like that help us out a lot and encourage us to keep going. So if you feel like leaving a review, go ahead and leave a review and we might even read it on the podcast yeah we're gonna try to read a review on the podcast each time um probably won't read the sucky ones so if you come on here and say you guys suck uh we probably won't read that one just so you know <laughs> don't forget FastCon, family abduction self-defense training conference if you are looking for somewhere to get started in self-defense FastCon might be the opportunity for you yeah we did talk a lot about the beach today and um we are going to be at the beach for FastCon, so I mean, hint, it, it hint. might give you a <laughs> chance to put a little bit of our tips into practice by joining us in FastCon on October 15th and 16th. Yeah, we would love to have. We're, we're working right now. I'm, kind of, I'm still in talks with a few people trying to get uh, some other people out there uh, as well as far as instructors, as far as uh, for some booths. Uh, we're really looking forward to this. Also, we have our early bird special, which is going to last until August 31st. You can go on the website at impactdefense.online slash fast. Get your tickets now. It is $67 for an individual, and it is $247 for the family. And that's our early bird special, and that will last until August 31st. After then, everything's going to go up. So I would really, really appreciate it, guys, if you can actually get signed up sooner. 
because that is going to help us also with the hotels and everything else. And help us prepare for the number of people that we're going to have. That this should true. be one of the most fun events we plan. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's like, I mean, think about it. Vacation at the beach and self-defense training. So, like, you get all relaxed and you get some training. So, you're already in the mindset where you're most free. Your brain is most free to learn, you know. But you can also have a ton of fun at the booths. And we should have plenty of fun activities. So, I would think so. Guys, we are super excited about this. Go on there. Check it out. And even if you're not sure about it, go online, read a little bit about it, and uh, consider getting some tickets. <laughs> yep. Or check out our other podcast where we talked about the whole podcast. That's true. We did spend an entire podcast on that one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next podcast. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.